Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 235 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Frog in my throat. How are you folks doing today? Happy uh, Black Friday. Uh, if you're of the shopping type, uh, I hope you got good deals on shit. Uh, if you're a sensible, normal person like me, you stay the fuck away from all that shit. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm uh, not opposed to a good deal, but uh, if I can't get the deal on Cyber Monday, uh, buying that shit online, I'll just go ahead and pass. Uh, yeah, I like a cheap TV, uh, just like you like a cheap TV, I assume. But uh, at some point, it's just not worth it. And I don't even, I'm not even talking about the fact that some people, I don't know if they do that anymore. You see, I don't really watch the news, but you used to hear all the time about people, uh, camping out for black friday so you know like um thursday night after they've had their turkey and all else good shit they go stand in line to be to make sure that they are first in to get those door buster deals and um did they stop doing that i think i think they did i think i heard something about uh you know the public opinion going against that because they tended to be kind of stampedes and shit like that uh, you saw that on the news all the time people just like fucking each other up trying to get through the doors of the walmart to get the best uh, deal on the tv uh or best buy or, or pick your store it doesn't really matter any place you, know, you throw really cheap products into the mix you're gonna uh, find the worst in people <clears throat> hence walmart's in general really right <laughs> i mean you know uh I don't, uh, I shouldn't talk smack on Walmart really. There's, there's one relatively close to me. So it's not like they're all in uh, shitty areas. There's, there in, there's Walmarts in nice areas as well. Um, I don't go to the Walmart, uh, even though it's really close to me. Cause there's also a Meyer, uh, literally, I don't know, 300 yards from the Walmart. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, I have no clue why, uh, and the Walmart was there first, uh, keep that in mind i have no clue why the people uh in the myers corporation would decide to build uh their new store as close to their direct competition as they could possibly get uh it didn't make much sense to me i was like you know uh don't you think you'd want to put a little distance i mean the area is that good that you're willing to put up with someone who's doing the exact same thing you're doing 300 yards from you and i don't care uh that meyer and walmart might have a slightly different uh target audience i think myers is a little bit higher class i mean we're not talking target high class but <laughs> but actually probably about the same thing if you're not familiar with meyer it's a regional uh semi-national uh brand that basically uh is exactly the same as a walmart store or the new target stores now that they started selling food and some of those things it's it's a combination uh you know a grocery store kmart type store as well uh combined uh there's a thing you don't see anymore. I, I think there's actually still a couple of Kmart's open, but there's got to be few and fucking far between nowadays. Uh, their, their fucking world headquarters wasn't too far where I live as well. And uh, watching that close down was weird. Uh, but regardless, um, because of they sell the same things, uh, they have to have a, a fair amount of competition between them. Uh, and it seems like the more ghetto people go to the Walmart. <laughs> I think things at the Meyer might be just slightly more expensive, you know, like, oh, that's $329 instead of, uh, you know, $299 like it is at Walmart or some shit like that, or you know, just little differences. Uh, but regardless, I like going to the Meyer quite a bit better because, you know, uh, I'm very uh, prejudiced against uh, uh, ghetto people. <laughs> I tell people over and over again, I don't really care what color you are, and I certainly don't really. It doesn't matter to me. Uh and I don't care how much money or how little money you have or anything like that. Uh, I don't care what your uh, sexual orientation is. It doesn't matter to me. Um, Mike saying on that is you do whatever you like as long as you're not trying to do it to me. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that I am very prejudiced against is ghetto people. Uh, I've uh, been involved with ghetto people quite a bit growing up, uh, you know, living near Detroit in Pontiac and Flint, uh, and the other shitty neighborhoods in the Detroit area. Um, and ghetto doesn't have a color. Uh, <laughs> you know, ghetto is just a, a, a particular type of fucking hood rat fucking person that, <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad to see you guys are uh, tuned in tonight. I always appreciate it. The OG army showing up. Uh, let's see. Oh, I see drags here. Wolf castle. Oh, jujitsu. Hey, how you doing, boss? Uh, yeah, I haven't actually talked to you too terribly much. 
Uh, I've seen you uh, posting quite a bit lately. Uh, I've heard from the uh, other people that you're quite the interesting person on the fight companion. So I look forward to actually talking to you at some point about that shit. Um, I believe there is going to be a fight companion tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying to stay up a little bit later for that one. Uh, unlike last week, uh, this week's going to just be a uh, fight night, and I still have my ESPN Plus uh, subscription, so I can actually watch it, as opposed to last week where I didn't really want to spend the money for the uh, card. So uh, it would have been a fight companion where you guys talk about fights that I couldn't see. So I decided to go to bed on that one. This week, now I no guarantees. You guys know me. I'm a fucking pussy. And I get up fairly early, so I go to bed uh, fairly most of the time. But I'm going to try to stay up the best I can. Uh, I most likely will not be drinking with you guys. That's just not something I do. My stomach is not a big fan of it. And it hasn't been super awesome the past couple of days anyway. So I don't really want to push my luck. But uh, hopefully I'll be able to at least stay up like an adult to some sort of, you know, a reasonable, unreasonable hour. I don't got to get up the next day or anything like that. So when I try to push out, uh, you know, tomorrow night, uh, you know, yell at me a couple of few times, <laughs> try to make me stick around. <laughs> so anyways, um, I hope you guys had a, a good Black Friday. Uh, if you guys bought something interesting, go ahead and throw it in the chat box. Uh, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Or fuck, grab your balls and call in. <laughs> That's always a good thing as well. Oh, homeboy 88. What you doing, boss? Uh, good to see you, sir. Um, let's see. There's they, them on the um, good old chat box who has a fairly hefty uh, engagement score. But uh, so I have no clue who the fuck this is this time. Because once again, as I mentioned before, people change their fucking name on the chat box on a regular basis and they expect me to keep up. So a lot of times I don't even know who the fuck I'm talking to other than seeing from their engagement score that they've been hanging out with the show for quite a while. So. Nobody knew, but all of a sudden it's a new person to me because it's a new name. <laughs> uh, what is a fight companion? Is uh, is that what... <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the fight companion should be a lot of fun. Um, normally Sly or uh, the Juicer or fucking who knows, you know, is going to pick it up tomorrow, but someone will. Uh, I do not want to. Uh, I feel like you guys do a better job on that with uh, on your own. I mean, I will if I have to, uh, but I'd rather just kind of be calling and be part of the cast on that one instead of leading it. Uh, you guys seem to do, be doing an awesome job without me, so why not, right? <clears throat> what do you mean, who that homeboy the eighty-eight? Homeboy eighty-eight. I'm fucking passive J. Jeez, why you listen to the show? <laughs> I hope you have a good fr uh, Black Friday and uh, you're. Uh, loved ones bought you something cool today uh my wife bought me something and she won't tell me what it is uh hold on a second she's actually sending me a message on twitter uh no not on twitter or facebook oh, okay well that doesn't really matter to me okay whatever <laughs> sorry 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 about that uh but anyways uh god i'm absent-minded today what were, what, what the fuck were we talking about hmm? come on remind me guys <laughs> Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, you know what my grandma used to say? If you can't remember what you're going to say, it's probably a lie. Uh, but we're going to have a great show for you tonight. Uh, I have, uh, uh, like, uh, Matt Damon. We're going to have Matt Damon here. I'm going to interview him. That'd be awesome. Um, we're going to talk about the Tyson fight, I assume. At one point, uh, that'll probably, we'll probably be able to uh, lure uh, the elusive Homelander in for that uh, fucking uh, conversation. <laughs> He has quite a bit to say about uh, Mike Tyson, so that's always a good time having him on here for that. And it's hard to get him to call in anyway, so that should be a good one. All right. Uh, what else do we have to talk about today? Um, if you want to go over on the OG and buy my uh, Black Friday uh, Passive J Christmas shirt, you're more than welcome to. A uh, gentleman made one of those up. Uh, it's a lovely shirt with a, a character of my face on there and the saying, my presence is your present. Uh, that's uh, made for me by uh, 64 Ford uh, 100. Uh, none of the money uh, that he makes from that goes to me. I gave him my likeness for just shits and giggles. It all goes to pay for his divorce. So <laughs> go over there and uh, purchase one from him if you like. That would be awesome. Uh, he's going to send a couple to me and my wife. I told my wife, now we need to find friends to whose holiday party we have to go to because clearly we need to wear those shirts out in public on a regular basis. <laughs> and uh 
yeah, and it's it's not, it's not the first time this gentleman has done this. He's made all kinds of cool shits for me. Uh, he normally he doesn't sell them. Normally, he just uh, he just makes up an idea for a shirt and then sends it to me. Like I'm wearing one right now uh, by happenstance. Uh, my uh, passive J shirt that looks like a uh, Hulk Hogan shirt. It's like it's got the same color as the red uh, and in uh, gold uh, Hulkamania shirt, but it says Saint Hulkamania on the front of it in the same font that says Passive J instead. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, he also made me a Macho Man Randy Savage one. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the old Macho Man Randy Savage t-shirt where it was like a picture of uh, Macho Man's face with his glasses and then uh, with, with like an image in his glasses. I, you'd have to see it, uh, but he's made me a Macho Man one as well. Um, he's also made me a UFC champion one. For, actually, first he just made me a regular UFC fighter shirt. And my wife immediately claimed it as hers. I don't know why, but she was like, okay, I like that one. I'm taking that. Like you don't watch the UFC. That's quite possibly the first time you've ever seen that shirt design. <laughs> and I, it's that striking, huh? She goes, no, it's just mine now. <laughs> so, so I told, uh, my buddy, uh, 10, I'm going to say his name, right? It's, it's, uh, excuse me. It's, uh, uh, 64 Ford F 100. Uh, so yeah, you can probably guess about some of his interests, but regardless, I was saying, uh, he found out that my wife had stole that t-shirt so he sent me a new one but the new one was like the gold champion uh, shirt so you know like uh and on the front of it it says uh other ground uh lot other ground um <sighs> international champion or yeah, or something like that it, it, uh, you'd have to go root around on the og there's pictures of it around there but it, it looks like a uh ufc champion shirt instead of ufc it says you know uh, the other ground it, instead so you know it's a cool thing <laughs> i don't know why he, he decided to start sending me some of them he just thought it'd be funny and i agree they're hilarious <laughs> oh so yeah anyways go to the og and buy a shirt what else we got it's kicking around on the og to talk about you guys are, feel free to give me a call by the way um i know i've uh done the last couple shows uh solo and they didn't go too bad but uh you guys do know that it's more fun for me when i have someone to talk to right <laughs> We've established that I can do this solo. You guys don't like need to like uh, give me that trial by fire anymore, yeah. or you guys have this secret agreement where you're not going to call in anymore, and you're just you're just going to have me go on my own so I can you know do some sort of like uh, uh, David Caruso, uh, you know, uh, fucking trial by fire journey across the nation while I learn to get better at podcasting and save people every week. Um. <laughs> <sighs> fuck you know what i was gonna send tenor a message before this the show to tell him about the good news that i wanted to tell him that i can't tell anybody else so that's at the end of the show remind me to do that so i can speak to him about that i know i'm teasing you guys about something that <laughs> I, I, I just said i'm not gonna tell you so i do apologize but uh i'm not gonna remember you guys know that <sighs> let's see uh it was for me it was a good day um rest day for me which is uh on top of a rest week for me where i'm you know trying to deload so that means next week i'm gonna go all crazy hard and shit so that'll be fun <laughs> uh so but then i have a leg day tomorrow uh light leg day and then a light uh, chest and arms then another rest day and then going hard again Woo! we hope uh monday i'll be going to the uh doctor to have him hopefully rubber stamp my uh next you know set of testosterone uh, treatments yeah you know, i'm finishing up on the three-month treatment uh basically now <laughs> so i have an appointment on monday to talk to him about that and hopefully he approves it because my next uh, uh injection would be tuesday so he set it up very well as far as that goes and as i've told you guys before i um went and got my blood tested about two weeks ago or something like that week two three weeks ago so he basically the order was sometime in november so i'd had time to be at where i'm gonna at and his requirement was that i have my testosterone tested a week afterwards so that would give him a good midline so sometimes it'll be higher than that sometimes it'll be lower than that because i'm injecting a 200 milligram injection once every two weeks but exactly a week afterwards will probably give you a good middle ground of where you're at and the range being somewhere between 240 and 850 for a normal person the age of 18 to 80, uh, which obviously gives you a very big range because 
you know, uh, 400 would be a pretty low number for someone who was 18, obviously, or, but 400 would be a pretty good number for someone who was like fucking 70. So, um, so the, just the number by itself doesn't tell you a lot without your age. And as I mentioned before, when they uh, tested me before he start putting me on the injections, I tested out at 310. Uh, which is in the normal range, but at the very low end of it, as I mentioned, 250 being the lowest normal range you can have. So if you had a 250, so at 300, if I was like 60 or 70 or 80, that would be a normal testosterone range. But for my age of 47, he decided that was a, a little on the low side. So he was going to go ahead and give me the injections. And I've been told that the, uh, injections that I'm on are a pretty modest amount, uh, and I've also been told I should be trying to divide it up every week, like do injecting myself 100 milligrams every week instead of 200 every two weeks. And I understand where they're speaking theory wise, but I haven't really noticed too big of a dip. It doesn't really bother me. I, it's not like at the end of the uh, um, two week cycle. Well, like I'm, I'm at it right now, pretty much. Today is uh, Friday and my next injection is Tuesday. So I'm getting toward the end of a two week cycle and I'm, don't feel substantially more tired or anything like that. So it's not a big deal. My libido is still ridiculously high. Uh, so I don't feel the need to give myself an extra injection, uh, uh, just to even it out when I don't feel it, when I don't think I have issues. But like I said, the amount that I'm on is considered pretty moderate. I see tons of people on the OG who are, uh, prescribed larger amounts of that. Um, and I don't mean people that are like injecting themselves because that's a completely different thing if they're buying it online and injecting themselves uh i don't that's not that's not that's not even like you know a, a conversation I'm, you know, what i'm speaking about is like what a medical doctor would uh, prescribe to normal people um and a lot of them have like 200 milligrams a week instead of 200 milligrams every two weeks so there's quite a few people on the og that have told me they're getting doses up to twice as much as what i have um, so, and I realized I told this story a couple weeks ago, but you guys might have missed it. <laughs> um, so when I got, went to get tested a couple weeks ago, I assumed that I'd probably end up in the five or 600 range. Cause you know, I was at 300, they gave me what people considered a moderate amount. So it, it'd go up some, um, and I was already planning in my head, the conversations I was going to have with the doctor to have him give me a, a larger dose. <laughs> Cause I, I was things like, Oh yeah, doctor, you know what? I feel a lot better. I mean, I don't feel awesome. I mean, I, but I can de definitely feel an improvement, you know, and then variations of that nature. Um, however, um, since I got the blood test done at my local hospital, which I have, you know, all my medical records online with, and they have like one of those online patient portals, we can go and look in at all your shit anytime. So I can go look at any test result that I've done at the hospital within, you know, like the last 10 or 15 years or some shit like that. So, um, my test results were, despite the fact that I got the test done like two or three weeks before my appointment, the test results were available like a day later. So I decided I was going to obviously go check my results so I could start preparing my uh, speech. <clears throat> Imagine my surprise when uh, I checked my results and here I was a week, a full week after an injection, my testosterone was 954. Um, now, let me remind you, uh, the normal range uh, for a uh, people ages 18 to 80 is 240 to 850. So I was about a hundred points over where an 18 year old maxes out with for normal testosterone. I, um, I quickly began, began changing my speech for the uh, doctor, uh, I threw the trying to get him to increase my dosage thing right out the window, obviously, because let's be realistic. If I'm at fucking nine fifty a week into it, that means at my lowest, I'm probably at like five or 600. Like right now I'm probably at like five or 600 and, uh, a day or two after the injection, I'm probably at like 1200. You think that's a fucking lot. That's, I mean, that's nothing compared to people that are doing actual steroids. I know I've seen people say they were, their numbers were in the 16 and 1800s on the OG. 
but that's a lot of fucking, you know, for quite a bit over what normal is. So now my conversation isn't going to be to try to get him to um, up my dosage. It's going to be in preparation in case he decides he wants to lower my dosage. And hopefully not, because, you know, uh, like that, that right there is not ridiculously over the average. I, I just hope he's not going to think about, like, the fact that that's a week old and all that good shit. Because um, I'm perfectly happy with what, where I am. I haven't found any real... Uh, side effects uh, uh maybe a little back acne uh, but i have problems with that anyway so that's and it's, and it's not like it's real bad just like one or two back there that i've noticed um so uh, and other than that really you know um the workouts go well uh, i mean i haven't i don't feel like i'm all buff and shit from it but it, it seems like it, it probably helps um my wife's get t- sick of this shit so <laughs> so i don't know if that's good or bad but it, it is what it is um so, and, and I highly recommend it. So you guys, all you gentlemen out there who are over age 40, uh, actually shit. I wouldn't even say all uh, who are over 40, every single one of you need to go get your testosterone tested. Cause once again, on the OG, uh, we've talked about it before and there's people out there. I found out like that are 31 or 32 and have legitimately low, low testosterone. Like, uh, I, there was a gentleman on there who was 31 and his testosterone tested out at, at like 97. Uh, they, uh, his, his went up and down quite a bit. Like he, his, his, his tested out high at 310, the highest that they tested him from and the lowest was, I want to say at like 79 or something. So that's ridiculously low for someone his age and definitely should be treated because, uh, it will put a completely different spin on your life. Um, <laughs> uh and you know and the only other side effect is that my beer's beard is thicker now so which is you know at least it feels like it i and i I had a fairly good beard going anyways yeah i'm an old person so it's not like i got like a 20 year old's beard uh but i i want to say it's kind of thickening up some which is a good thing you know i I don't mind a a little more luxurious and uh wookie looking that's that's not a bad thing right uh so once again, go get testosterone. <laughs> now, if your doctor doesn't want to prescribe it to you, I'm, I don't know. Uh, lots of people talk about doing it recreationally because it, apparently it's not all that hard to uh, look it up on the internet and have it sent to you. Uh, there's differences in quality, I suppose, from what I've been told. Um, but as long as you get it from reputable people, it might not be as like high quality as far as like how it affects you is like the pharmaceutical grade quality but from as far as like a safety standpoint that's not an issue um as long as you're doing the correct amounts and apparently uh after a certain amount you really have to start doing like other things to correct the uh, steroid shit going on and uh uh that's certainly not something i want to play with the other reason why i'm pretty happy with the dosage he has me on because right now it's not a high enough dosage that you have to worry about having like those weird side effects like growing breasts or uh, all these other things um that you have to take other things to uh, correct that the steroids are doing to you. The dosage I'm on uh, is not like that. So I'm going to stick with what I'm doing unless the uh, doctor is a dick and tries to force me to a lower dosage. Then I'll probably choke that fucker out. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny. I did notice that like one of his orderlies is this fairly big cut dude. I'm like, I wonder if that's what he's here for. Like the, uh, to handle the roid rage when he has when when the old guy has to cut people off from the steroids you think <laughs> all right what are you guys talking about on the uh, chat box let's see oh don't be mean i give myself a courtesy laugh because it's uh, you know it's like uncomfortable laughter so I, I tell my joke and then i have to laugh at it because it feels weird there's nobody else uh, talking or laughing at it or at least booing it you know I'm used to having some kind of response. The, the, uh, despite the fact that I've done podcasting for years and years and years, solo podcasting is a hard thing to do because people inherently are bred and have it built into them to kind of expect a response to the things that they're saying. And it's a really weird thing to just spew things out and not get anything back. Like even a stand up comic, even though the crowd's not talking back to him they're laughing and making uh, noises and responses to the things that he's saying um so he can get a general idea how he's doing and how the uh, crowd is reacting to uh his bit so to speak 
uh, here on podcasting before fucking Podbean, it was goddamn impossible, you know, because uh, all the podcasts I used to do are the the standard variety that you guys are probably familiar with, the ones where they re two people record it uh, and then put it on the air. Uh, so I I didn't have any issues doing the two people record it because you got the other person to talk to. But when someone like that wasn't available, it was fucking almost impossible just to do it one solo and then put it on the air because you're doing it like a complete hour or a half hour or whatever your podcast is talking to fucking the air um and i guess, and i guess some people are good at doing that and uh certainly if you're doing a podcast that has specific topics it'd be easier to do that because you're focusing uh you know on the information that you're trying to put out um but I've never done those type of podcasts. My podcasts are obviously like this one. They're mostly conversational, uh, pretty much like a, a morning talk show radio with less white snake, uh, where it's just, you know, normally a couple people talking, shooting the shit back and forth and talking about current events or whatever's going on. Nothing, you know, as opposed to a, you know, a podcast about, you know, classic cars or a podcast about this or a podcast about that. Those are run completely differently. And in certain ways are a little bit easier because your subject matters are always set out for you. I mean, it's certainly not easy because like if your podcast is about classic cars and you have to do your research on different classic cars and what ones you're doing this week and how are you going to make it interesting? Do you, are you going to have guests for your classic cars? But still, it gives it a lot of motivation. Um, which is why I was tempting to make this just as specifically an MMA specific, uh, podcast, because once again, that gives you a topic to talk about. Um, and we do talk about MMA here quite a bit, but we didn't want to do just an MMA show. Cause if nothing else, there's a goddamn bazillion MMA shows out there. Uh, you know, the boat has definitely sailed on, you know, being on the forefront of the MMA podcast, uh, sort of thing. So, um, and that be, and because, you know, when it came right down to it, I talked to you guys about it and no one really wanted to do just an MMA podcast. You guys are all bored about talking about MMA in the first place. <laughs> yeah. After all, we're, we're not the UG years, we're the OG years. So that's why, uh, the OG, while it still has obviously a fair amount of MMA talk, isn't like officially an MMA forum, excuse me, an, an MMA podcast. Um, but the pod beam does help me, uh, do solo podcasts quite a bit better than in the past because um if nothing else you guys even if you guys aren't often talking about the actual show in the uh, chat box i can see the movement in the chat box uh i uh sometimes you are talking about the show and that makes it a lot easier to tell uh, how the show is going but just in general how many people i see popping in line online because you know i i have we have our average amount of people on and so i can see if it's above that or below that just the fact that there's people online helps out because i know if i was sucking too terribly fucking bad you guys would all fucking leave <laughs> um which uh so that's always a good positive thing it's good to get positive encouragement i guess is what i'm saying when when you're doing a show uh it helps with the flow quite a bit uh and just the fact that like here we are a half hour into the show uh there's a good number of people uh, listening uh talking back and forth on the chat box uh it helps with the positivity for me and uh, adds to my energy it makes me want to uh, do the second half of the show even fucking better so like i just it's physically stood up straight in my uh, chair so that i can be more energetic and give you guys the best show you know what i'm gonna take off my fucking shirt hold on a second Ah, oh yeah, that's what we talk about. Yeah, that won't last long. I'll get cold quick. Oh yeah, there you go. I took my shirt off. I'm gonna touch my nipples too. Yeah, see, it's a show now. God damn it. Ah, let's see. Well, what you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I'm sitting here without a shirt on. <laughs> Hold on, let's go over to the OG. I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is uh, I do appreciate you guys here for that because it's making the show go a lot better. Um, it's 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 been an interesting show. I mean, I, as I mentioned, I've been doing podcasting since 2007. So I went through a, a plethora of different co-hosts and, uh, and it wasn't, and for the most part, they all bailed out on me. The last time before the show is actually the only time I bailed out. And it was because we've been doing the show for two years, I think, or something like that. Uh, maybe a little bit longer than maybe three we were up to episode 110 or something which doesn't which is uh 
doesn't doesn't sound like a lot, but we were only doing a show once a week. Um, so like I said, that was about two years worth of shows. And I just felt, and since this is before Podbean, I felt like we, we just weren't getting out to anybody. We've been doing it two years and, you know, we just weren't averaging very much in the way of downloads and it just didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything with it. So I decided not to do a show anymore. Uh, my podcasting partner went on to keep on doing other shows. And matter of fact, he's still doing them as we speak. Uh, if you're into uh, horror movies and that genre, uh, you can look up uh, something called the Podcast Macabre, uh, which is a show he does with himself and a couple of friends of his. Uh, um, and it's just like talk about different horror movies, uh, Stephen King, all that good shit. So if you like horror stuff, you should check it out. It's a good show. Uh, the show I was on with them was called, uh, barely adequate with uh, Chris and Jay. I've mentioned it before. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, just talking about everyday nerd shit for the most part. Uh, we also had a side show for a while called, uh, barely athletic with Chris and Jay, where we talked about our journey to try to get to fit. That one, that one was pretty easy. Uh, uh that show wrote itself pretty much. Uh, he was the guy that got me into DDP yoga to start off with. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, it's, a uh, modified yoga uh, program that an old wwf wrestler uh put together and, and promotes and sells it's, it's, it's a pretty good system if you want to get in shape and especially if you have any kind of issues uh, like you're really out of shape or you've got like mobility issues you've got back problems that kind of thing because it's easily uh, modifiable so you to uh all kinds of different athletic levels so it's a good workout for someone who's in good shape or it's a good workout for someone who's not in good shape because you can modify it quite a bit oh uh-oh I'm kind of afraid of taking this phone call because, you know, this could be dangerous. Well, uh, hello there, Mr. Tyson. How are you doing today, sir? <clears throat> There's Mike Tyson on the desk, you know, speaking with Pastor Jake. My main objective is to eat, eat, eat MCs for lunch, breakfast, dinner. What's up, man? Why is this a podcast oh. about OG Kush? Uh, I love smoking no, no. weed now, man. I know, yes, I know you do. You, from what I understand, you have a very successful uh, business uh, selling weed, growing it. And selling That's it. right. That's and right. I, I got Mike Tyson. I got Mike Tyson Farms, and I got a product called Dwink. Oh, you want some Dwink? I, well, what is Dwink? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm intrigued. D, Go D, tell me more. D D W I N K Dwink. And oh, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's a liquid, it's liquid uh, cannabis sativa, you know, liquid form. Oh, but you know what? I just, yeah. I, I'm just enjoying your podcast because I'm gonna um, relax until my fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. You're gonna murder that guy. Uh, I feel bad for him. He looks like he definitely did not want to be there during the weigh-ins, while you look like you wanted to eat someone's baby. I, I'm actually, I gotta say something. I'm a little bit scared. You are kid. really? Oh, now fuck on. that shit! I'm gonna murder that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little this, more accurate. I'm eat this children, man. And you know what? I, 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 it's been a long time since I've had some of them chocolate ears. I might yeah. take a bite out of those chocolate ears. <laughs> you know what they say? What <laughs> once you get a taste of it, you know you can't trust them anymore. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta avoid that, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you and tigers. So, you know, once they get a taste of the man, you know, you have to hunt them down and kill them because they will go after them forevermore. You know what? You you know what? With Castle, you go fuck yourself, man. You know, <laughs> trying to tell me, like... trying to tell me about Mike Tyson, man. Oh, Fucking man. on the death, homeboy. That's ludicrous, man. I'll be like Genghis Khan and this bitch, and I'll go over there and I'll fucking conquer you, man. Oh, my. Yeah, that is Lucas, man. You can't be talking to the champ like that. Like fucking ludicrous. Peep <laughs> game, right? Peep game, right? I'm going to yeah. fucking, uh, I'm going to hit him with the uppercut. I'm going to hit him with the fucking left hook. I'm going to play peekaboo, and it's all going to be over in 15 seconds. There you go. 15 huh. seconds. Yeah. So, uh, you don't really t put much stock into the uh, athletic commission saying that it will just be hard sparring, that there'll be no knockouts. Uh, they've already said they're not going to score it and you're not allowed to bet on it. Uh, and I think it's eight, like two or three minute rounds. Uh, so um, realistically speaking, if they follow those rules, I'm sorry, if you follow those rules, my apologies, uh, 
how can it be really much of a fight? Really, it's just going to be some you guys just basically playing patty cake for each other for eight rounds. Pat, <clears throat> Pastor Jay, when have I ever followed rules, man? Well, Peep that's game, true. right? Peep game, right? I fucking uh, Mills Lane told me, hey, I'm going to give you a warning, Mike, because I bit Vander Holyfield's fucking ear off, man. And what I do, I bit him on the other side, man. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it, wait, Mills Lane is the one refereeing it? Is that what you said? God damn it. No. In the Evander Holyfield fight, Mills Lane told me, just don't take another chunk out of Evander, Mike. Right. Oh. And I, I said, right. okay, I follow the rules. And then I bit his other fucking ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Okay, yeah. I thought during that reference you had said that he's also going to be refereeing the fight tomorrow. I'm like, that old <gasps> motherfucker must be old as fuck, dude. <laughs> That'll make for an interesting That's fight. He'll ludicrous. be way too slow to fucking stop anything. <laughs> this is a wheelchair match. <laughs> yeah, a, <laughs> I mean, for the ref, I don't know if that would work out too well, ref in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know what I hope you get? Right. I, I, I understand you, that you're going to get, get a ref that stops stuff really early because uh, that's what the commission said. That's, that's what we have for so-and-so for, and we know he knows his role to you know stop things and this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's not who I want. What I want is that one black guy that always looks like that obviously has to him the best job in the world. And have you, I'm sure you've seen pictures of him. Every single shot you see of him, he looks amazed at what's going on. <laughs> Just amazed and entertains. You know, and inter- and it's like every day he comes to work and can't believe he gets paid for this shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen those pictures before? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That me and that motherfucker were the fucking uh, cocaine binge, man. But that, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? And I just got to say, no, Mills Lane's a fucking legend, man. He's a fucking legend. And I got to say this. If it was Herb Dean, I'd be afraid he'd stop the fight in like two seconds. Fucking yeah, Herb yeah. Dean, man. Herb fucking... Dean? Is, is, is that how it now, Herb? <laughs> <laughs> Herb Dean, <laughs> man. <laughs> What the All fuck right. you talking about, man? You want me to fucking pay you a visit in Michigan? No, 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 no. I mean, you know, I, I do realize he has a brother named Spices Dean, but uh, so uh, it's appropriate. But uh, no, you don't, making don't fun of me, man? No, no, I certainly wouldn't be fi- making fun of Mike Tyson. That's crazy talk. I mean, you know, fucking, I wouldn't fight okay, you for man. money. Are you black? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm an albino black Are man, you, actually. Uh, are you a uh, white chocolate is? No, no, I'm no, gonna I, take I, the whole fucking thing off, man. Oh uh, well, I'm an albino black man, so I'm gonna take that for what you will. Um, oh, it probably yeah, tastes yeah. like uh, it probably tastes like white chocolate, man. Anyways, I, I okay, man, a peep game. I gotta go, man. And uh, right. great podcast, man. And uh, right, everybody, so. uh, watch the fight. I'm gonna knock that motherfucker out in 15 seconds. All right, I'm rooting for you, God. Yeah, have a good okay, one, peace, champ. God. Peace, everybody. I'm out. All right. Pizza. <laughs> wow. We always get such interesting people calling in. Who knew Mike Tyson would be listening? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, he's probably hanging out in his hotel room. I saw him or way in already, so he's got nothing to do except for hang out and probably eat a pizza or something like that. And, and I wish I could be right there with him right now because if nothing else, I'd really appreciate a fucking pizza. I can't eat it anymore. I miss pizza like a motherfucker. And on top of regular pizza, I don't know if you know this, but hotel room pizza is extra fucking awesome. <laughs> I can just remember many a time between hotel parties and stopping in a hotel for the night. You don't want to go try to look for a restaurant. So you just order pizza and have it brought to your, uh, delivered to your hotel room. Fucking hotel room pizza is fucking awesome. There's something that eating pizza off of a fucking bed that just makes it extra special. <laughs> but yeah i can't have pizza anyways so that makes me sad i can't have anything good um it's funny uh since i can't have anything uh that is not ips friendly i've been reduced to basically the huel and very few other things and the very few other things i have uh normally aren't that flavorful because that's the entire ibs thing you need bland food like, yo, my, apparently my stomach can't handle onion or garlic. Heaven help me or if, or if I have anything like that. Um, and just a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, not just stuff that you think is obviously uh, bad for a stomach, but stuff, other stuff as well. Um, and the Huel that I drink is 
nutritionally awesome, but not tasting awesome. So I thought it was kind of ironic the other day when I saw my sister had posted on Facebook that, uh, her losing her sense of taste from, uh, getting the COVID was the worst thing that ever happened to her. Cause at the time I was actually drinking one of my Huel shakes and I thought to myself, you know, if I couldn't taste this right now, I would not consider that the worst thing that ever happened to me. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, losing my sense of taste being the worst thing that ever happened to me would be a pretty fucking awesome thing. <laughs> not to complain too much about my life and the shit that's happened to me. And granted, don't get me wrong. She's 31. I'm 47. So she's maybe got a little bit more growing to do. I was certainly fairly immature and self-centered and like, <laughs> and not aware of uh, the image that I was portraying when I was, thir- when I was 31 quite a bit. Um, and obviously since she's got the COVID, you know, she's scared and she feels like shit and I don't want to make a light of her <laughs> predicament, obviously. Um, but you can't help what you think. And, and my first thought when she said that not, you know, not being able to taste was the worst thing that's ever happened to her made me think like, dude, you're a lucky motherfucker. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. There's a lot worse things on earth than not be able to taste. So, uh, you are you uh, should be happy that you have not experienced anything worse than that. <laughs> and I can't say that shit to her. Um, you know, I, I'm her big brother, but I didn't grow up as her big brother. She, you know, we, I saw her occasionally growing up between when she was being between the ages of like, uh, um, three and 16. Cause that was like about the, that was about the, um, 13 year period where I actually associated with my dad quite a bit. Because as I told you guys, I didn't really get to know him until after I turned 18. And he passed away when I was like 33, I think it was something like that. So uh, I knew my, uh, this is my half-sister. I knew her from the age of uh, 3 to 16 by seeing her uh, occasionally. You know, like I'd visit, I'd try to visit like once a month or once every couple months. Stay for a night or two or things like that. So, you know, uh, I definitely have lots of memories of her as my little sister, but I didn't, it wasn't like a traditional big brother, or little sister thing when you grow up with her or anything like that. So, and then after the age of 16, uh, when my dad passed away, I, I saw him even less. So, uh, I certainly don't feel like I have the right to sit her down and give her like big brother advice about her life and, you know, what she posts on Facebook and all this good stuff. Um, so I try my best not to judge her considering I don't really feel like I have the right to give her the advice that I th- think would give her to do better. That being the case, if I don't think I have the right to give her advice, I certainly shouldn't have the right to judge her. Um, but I am human just like the rest of us. And occasionally I do. So <laughs> I just bite my tongue for the most part. <sighs> um, that's why uh, when, I, when I tell people, when people ask me if I have any family, I tell them kind of no. I mean, I do have family. Uh, I have a stepmom and a half-sister and a stepsister uh, and a brother. And technically a stepbrother that I, that I hope dies in hell. Um, so, but we, but we, I, and, and a stepsister that I have actually, that I have no feelings at all about since I haven't seen her since she was like 10 and when she moved out. I think she moved out of the house, moved with our grandparents when she was like eight or nine or 10, which may, which would have made me like 11 or 12. And when she moved out or maybe 13 taps, but I want to say 10 or 12, to be honest with you, because that's four years older than her. Uh, so I have no feelings about her at all. <laughs> I barely even remember her or, or remember having any interactions with her. <clears throat> yeah. My stepbrother is the one I mentioned before that, uh, fucked me and my, uh, brother out of any kind of inheritance when my step uh, dad passed away so yeah, don't give a shit about that guy don't like my brother because he's fucking shitty person to me my you know childhood and uh, stole money from my uh mom who was having and is having well was before she passed away having mental issues so i don't get a lot of use for that guy um <laughs> and uh, i have a stepmom uh, uh on the uh, my dad's side and a half sister and a stepsister who i love quite a bit but i've never been close with you know um ever you know they're they're cool people and i love them and all good stuff but that they don't feel like family to me they're they they just feel like good people that i know well i mean i try i love them very much but it's not the same thing obviously you know it's a family that i inherited after i was 18 and uh uh, always kind of felt like i was a second class citizen um i think i've told the story before and this don't get me wrong this is not a woe is me sort of thing uh this isn't a me is telling you something that gets you to feel sorry for me uh, just how i felt about the situation at the time and how it colored my perceptions of 
what the dynamics of uh, my relationship with my dad and my stepmom were. Uh, this is, oh, not too long after, I want to say this is when I was like 22 or 23. So certainly past the time at all where I should be expecting any gifts at all. Uh, at the time, I might have thought a little bit differently about it since the Pops had missed 18 years of gifts. <laughs> I thought maybe he might throw me something. Uh, and he ended up buying me stuff, so which is awesome. And uh, I should have been super grateful for it. And that should have been the end of it. But the way it went down left me feeling kind of, well, hey, let me explain the situation. Um, they um, decided, my sister at this point was probably like 12 or 13 or something like that. Somewhere between 10 and 12. Well, regardless, they were buying her a computer. And it was like her first uh, like actual computer PC. Uh, so, you know, um, and they bought her a fairly nice one. And uh when they bought it, they decided that the monitor it came with was wasn't big enough, so you know, because uh, it was fairly small, um, medium small. So they decided to buy her a bigger one. So you know, th that was like her big Christmas gift that she got that year. Uh, what they got for me that year was the monitor that came with the uh, computer that wasn't big enough for Katrina. <laughs> so you know, she got the bigger model monitor, and I got the monitor uh, for my computer that I already owned uh, that wasn't big enough for her. And to me at the time, that always told me what my relationship in that family was, you know, <laughs> that my relation, my relation that I, I made me, and I'm over it now, you know, and I realize it's a petty, bitter, a little bitter thing. But at the time I felt kind of like a second class citizen, citizen, second class citizen. I was like, okay, well, that shows me where my place is in this family. That's fine. I mean, these people don't owe me fucking nothing. And honestly speaking, they don't even know me all that fucking well. I mean, I didn't grow up with them. I'm, you know, dad decided to try to do the right thing after I was an adult when he got married again. So, you know, good, good props to them on that. I, um, I never would have saw him again at all, except for he happened to randomly run into one of my aunts at, at, at a local mall, <laughs> you know, and they got to talking and, you know, and he's, he started talking about how he felt bad about fucking, you know, um, uh, not seeing us and shit and uh, he's thought for sure we wouldn't want to see him and she yelled at him said no that's bullshit you should look him up and yada yada yada, yada which is how i ended up seeing him again so which i owe quite a bit to that aunt because if she hadn't run into him i never saw this fucker again <laughs> so i shouldn't be i i, I know why and while i'm over it now i shouldn't have been uh, that petty about it back then if we haven't hurt feelings about that sort of shit because you know uh life is what it is you can't be upset about uh petty bullshit like that i guess and speaking of which you know that's a uh, aunt of mine that i feel quite a bit quite bad about because obviously she did me a huge favor uh i never oh hold on a second we got another caller well maybe we'll tell, tell that story another time or later try to remind me for you don't finish up the show well hello there falcor how are you doing today Cherish the love in by my side. Cherish the love, joy, the joy to my life. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's, that's can, a jam, right? That can get me into some uh, '80s rock. How you doing, boss? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I, I. Uh, Dedicate that to my man, Homelander. Smoochies, baby. <laughs> is he even here today? I haven't seen him. Oh, there he is. What's up, Homelander? Hey, fucktard. Why don't you ever call in? We are, we've been talking about Tyson half the night. I know that's normally a magnet for you to call in. No? All right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so how you doing, Falco? Is you, are you someone I know that's changed your name, or are you a new listener? I'm a new listener. Oh, well, excellent. Welcome to the show. I apologize for us not having shit to talk about today or having any other callers, but we get by the best as we can. Well, you're doing all right. Oh, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. So tell me about yourself, sir. Uh, where are you from? I am from the North Pole. The North Pole. That must be cold. Uh, is that year round or re do you uh, do you travel? Yeah, it's the North Pole year round. 
Oh, okay. Well, that, that's good. I don't know. You know what? I've watched certainly not the North Pole, but I've, Pole, but I've watched uh, shows about Alaska quite a bit. And there is a certain appeal to be out in the middle of fucking nowhere with truly no one around at all. Uh, however, I don't think I'm manly enough to pull that kind of shit off, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I can do it, but only because I'm like a dragon and we got huge balls. <laughs> huge dragon balls. Yeah, hairy, warm. <laughs> I've heard that if you collect seven of them, you can make a wish. Yeah, if you want to give them a rub, I'll give you a couple of wishes. <laughs> oh, you only need to collect two of them, as it turns out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's good to know. Uh, well, shit, man. Uh, God, I've got all kinds of questions for dragons. I don't know if they apply to wish dragons, because clearly, you know. And by the way, I didn't know that's how you got the wishes out of a wish dragon. So that's uh, something you didn't see on the never ending story. Well, let me ask you about that. How did you enjoy being on that uh, movie? That, that was, uh, was that the start of your acting career or have you done other stuff? Honestly, the royalties haven't been all that in 2020. Hmm. I can, I, you know what I can imagine. I don't think the young kids are watching that movie like they did in the past, to be honest with you. Yeah. After about 1992, nobody gave a fuck anymore. It was kind of whack. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, you lost a large portion of your viewing audience to suicide uh, for people of post-traumatic stress disorder from the fucking horse scene. You know, 10 years later, they're all fucking shoving uh, fucking guns in their mouth, crying about the horse. You sure that wasn't the Care Bears? Well, that might have something to do with it as well. You know, that Care Bear stare had really, really bad side effects. <laughs> post-traumatic stress disorder from that god who was like what's it? Well, i can't try to remember what the kids was crying the dumb fucking horse's name uh i don't know he's a little faggot <laughs> <laughs> hold on ever ending story horse horse what's the horse's name artax oh yeah crying for artax no artax come on artax i need your help artax yeah, that didn't that didn't work out for him well at all. And now, yeah, ten, they, ten years. Oh, great, sir. <clears throat> people like to traumatize kids in the eighties. Yeah. So, like you know, like Bambi and fucking the Fox and the Hound and <gasps> all this horrible shit. Oh, dude, you, you, you're causing stress. You just mentioned the Fox and the Hound. I hadn't thought about that one in a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that in a the movie theater, and I was very traumatized. Uh, of course, back then I saw other theaters in the movie theater or at home that was way, way, way out. Like when I was seven, uh, nope, not seven. I think I was five. The first time I went to a movie theater, it was a drive-in movie theater playing a double feature. Uh, the opening feature was Buck Rogers in the 21st century. So that was good. Not pretty appropriate for a five-year-old. The double features second feature was Jaws which was not the appropriate thing for a five-year-old. So uh, I've developed some pretty uh, strong opinions about the ocean uh, from wait, just wait, watching that. What was that? The Buck Rogers came out in like the 80s, bro. Like, oh, yeah. I thought Buck Rogers was from like the 60s and shit. No, Buck Rogers came out actually, I want to believe in the late 70s. because uh, Me being five would make it uh, like 78, I want to say. Yeah, uh, Buck Rogers came out in the late. I mean, I, there might have been other iterations of it, but uh, a movie came out that they ended up making a TV show into afterwards, uh, like with the same cast and stuff. Let's see. Buck Rogers in history. That was a 1979 film, which which ended up being a uh, uh, um, two seasons of a series as well afterwards with the same actors for the most part fucking sweet yeah yeah and which is which is always you know and this is how i think uh things are connected and it's really weird like this <clears throat> if you watched buck rogers in the 21st century the original uh movie he gets lost in space and you know, like goes through a time thing diets whatever i can't remember if he gets frozen whatever but he gets like you know lost in space and what he gets lost in space and looks like a fucking space shuttle like the, an american space shuttle despite the fact that the American Space Shuttle didn't launch until like a year or two after that. So how the fuck did they know what it looked like? Wow, man. You're blowing did, my mind right now, now, dude. Now, did NASA decide that they liked the way that shit looked and build a space shuttle? Was these people peeping on NASA's secret plans a couple of years in advance and decided that's what they were going to go for? Uh, 
and jujitsu just pointed out like Aaron Gray uh, was like the, the main hottie on the uh, TV series, and I believe the mo- the movie as well. Now, I'm not 100% sure it's the same people from the movie and the cast, but I think it is to the point where I'm not going to bother to look it up. So, but but regardless, yeah, the, the space shuttle thing was always something that blew my mind. I have no clue how they knew what it was going to look like beforehand. I think it's all fake, bro. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, see, dry, basically. Like, they, dra- they, dragons can fly through yeah. space. That's proven yeah. facts, but like. It's true. Humans, I don't know about all that. Well, okay. If you don't believe that we that we've done some space exploration, you have to believe that at one point the government who was running this entire cover up decided that it was better to kill two separate crews of space shuttles to keep the facade going that we were going to space. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty strong sentiment, my friend. <laughs> was that like eight or ten people? I don't know, like 14, I think. Isn't it like seven person on a crew or some shit like that? So they're like, yeah, you know, uh, I know we're faking. Uh, like where they certainly can't tell those guys. But... Yeah, but for, if these are like OG posters, they'd be fucking worthless. So, I mean, it's no big deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I got oh, like 15 so people that's, that's like that space with, off that site. That's why they filled that one with like teachers and like what and women and shit, huh? You're going to be the first person in space. They have no clue what's going on there. And these people in the background are like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, uh, for some reason or other, we got to keep up the, the interest in space. So, uh, and because of this, for some weird fucking reason, it becomes necessary to blow up a fucking load of uh, astronauts. <laughs> see, it's, it's just the things I don't see happening. I, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure we went to space. It's, uh, I believe that way more than that they could, uh, cover up that kind of thing for this type of amount of time and on that magnitude. I mean, look at the government, look at the shit that they fuck up on a regular basis. You really think that they can hide, you know, make up the entire moon landing thing. Yeah, but it was the sixties. There was no internet or anything. This wasn't, wasn't hard to fool fucking idiots back then. Right? No, no, but, but the, it wasn't that hard to fool the American idiots, but what you had to fool were like the Russian government and then into a lesser extent, the Chinese government who would do, uh, anything they can to prove that to be fake, uh, to like, you know, uh, ruin the Americans reputation. Cause back then they were very much in competition with us and were very, and would certainly have outed us on a world stage. If they caught, they figured out that we were faking any of that shit. Um, and that's not even really necessary argument really. Cause when it comes right down to it, it you can prove that people have been to the moon in like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, we've left stuff on the moon. Uh, if you want, if you want to, uh, if you have a, a high enough magnitude telescope, you can look at the shit that's on the fucking moon. Not only that, they left a, a highly reflective mirror on the moon that if you have a strong enough laser, you can bounce off the moon and it will reflect back. So these are all things that are irrefutable proof. I mean, you don't even, there's all kinds of other ways that we can prove we went to the, the moon and things like that, but there's certain really basic, easy ones that you that no reasonable person can talk their way out of, you know, with reasonable argument and say that's, you know, that's not enough proof. There's stuff on the fucking moon and argument, really. How can anybody dispute that? It is beyond me, really. But it's so far away. You're right. It is pretty far away. <laughs> maybe, maybe they used to use a really, really, really strong slingshot and just kind of shot that shit up there and it landed in a good spot and they called it a day. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyways speaking of uh calling it a day i think that's what we're gonna do here uh i appreciate you calling in there falker for helping me on the show for a little bit uh hey no problem i just want to uh before i leave just say Ardot is a big time faggot and uh have a nice day <laughs> <laughs> well there you go thanks for calling in boss also want to thank the entire og army for uh, listening today i can't do the show without you guys uh we're going to be back tomorrow at six o'clock for the final show of the week uh and hopefully sticking around after that for either sly dogs or the juicers fight companion those are always a good time and i'm looking forward to trying to see up for at least a little while to take part in one of those things uh shit i guess that's about it uh, until then i'm passive jay and you guys have yourself a great day Team tune for the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. I wild. Eat. Chat. Yeah.